Welcome back, everybody. I have a new addition to my family. I'm so excited. Aren't you guys excited? I'm so excited. So excited. Do you have a new baby? I got a new puppy from Joshua. She's eight weeks old, and he named her Morgan. I'm debating Sweet. on whether I'm keeping the name or not, so we'll see. She looks like one of those, you know those little go-eds, I think they're called? They're like caramel creams. Yes. That oh, candy. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the swirl. Yeah. Well, Josh always gives me those, like for Christmas, and when he comes and visits me, he brings me those because they're my favorite candy, and she looks just like it. She's that same oh. color, like a caramel color with the white spot down the front of her. Oh. So I wanted to call her caramel cream. And then, I love it. Yeah, but that's long for a dog name, so I thought I could just call her Cece. <laughs> Oh, oh, love it. That's great. I love it. Oh, I think that's really cute. And don't you guys have nicknames for your pets? I mean, they have their name, then they have their nickname, then they have their pet name. Oh, yeah. You know, yeah. Like, like Peanut or... So I think Caramel Cream is fabulous. You can call her Cece. I love Cece. Yeah. And when I she's bad, cute. you can say, Caramel Cream, don't pee on my bed. Yes. <laughs> Yes, because yes. she likes to do that. Yeah. Yes. I think all of our pets have nicknames, and then some of them actually have a first name and a middle name. So, like, they have, like, a yeah. first, middle, last name. So, yeah. Mal- middle name. Malibu, Coco Marie, Ivy Girl, Bootsy Boy. But mm-hmm. I say to Bootsy, I FaceTime him. I say, you're my boyfriend and my best friend. <laughs> <laughs> I have different words for him, and then I that's know. funny. It's Henry Rhinestone, and I... Her down, oh, you know, I love Henry that. Rhinestone, and then Mr. Tank. Like, he's like, oh, when I'm called yeah. Mr. Tank, he's Mr. Tank. Oh, yeah. And Miss Sasha is like Miss Sasha Pierce because yeah. she's like an internal mood. Oh, yeah. Oh, See, your, your doggies have lots of different little pet names. Yeah. Yeah. So I need help training this thing. Well, because I can't get her to stop peeing. Well, she, you just got her, but um, yeah. so um, this girl that I met through Mackenzie, her name is Emily. She's like the sweetest, sweetest girl. She trained Ivy girl and she took Ivy. She actually took her to took her, her house and I hated uh. it because uh, Ivy was, is not a nice girl because I think she was abused. So, yeah. you know, oh she's. Oh my God, that breaks my heart. Oh, yeah. but she's, she's living the life now. Yeah, so. yeah she's loving it. How long was Ivy with her? With the trainer. Weeks. Oh, so she wow. was away from the home, like for like, like she was sent away. I think for, three weeks. Yeah. Like, we have Ooh. to ask her. It was I like training that, camp. I did not like it. I, I should do that though, because I've only had her for two days. Mm-hmm. So, I, I mean, I guess she's doing okay for two days, but I just don't know what I'm doing. Well, you can ask our friend Emily. Should I? Yeah. Should yeah, I? Yeah, I have questions too, because, you know, Tank's just a year so he's still a puppy is he a year already he's a year oh mg i can't my baby's growing up (laughs) yeah (laughs) he's gonna be a senior soon pretty soon you might hear him because he's not happy with me that i went in here oh (laughs) (laughs) he's complaining to management Yes. Well, I can't wait. I think whether we have puppies or senior dogs or two dogs, I cannot wait to talk to this trainer. (gasps) And there she is. Hi. (laughs) Hello. Hello. Oh, my God. Hello. First of all, wait. She has the sexiest voice. Okay. Well, it's it's also a little raspy right now. So sometimes I'm like, I love a raspy voice. So personally, I'm like, this is 
This is not my normal voice, but thank you. But you like it. I'll, I'll like it. Everyone, this is Emily. Yeah. Thanks for being a part. Go ahead and introduce yourself. Tell us about yourself. Yes. My name is Emily. I sometimes go by Emmy. Um, whatever you want. Nickname. We were talking about nicknames. For our doggies. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> I, have a, I have a thousand. I'm originally from Wisconsin kind of middle of nowhere, Wisconsin. And I grew up actually doing a lot of musical theater type stuff. And I was a very vibrant person and went to college in Wisconsin, UW-Madison. And that's when I started studying like animal psychology. And I grew up with dogs. I grew up with rescue dogs. And then I started training my friend's dogs. And that's kind of how I got more into the industry. And then I wanted to go to LA. I wanted something more and bigger. And so I went to LA and then I started my business kind of just it took off it took off very unexpectedly like I was like oh okay like Good for I, can, you. I can really help a lot of people yeah I mean Emily's amazing because how long did you take Ivy was it three weeks it was either two or three because I think because she was younger we did two like the puppy the puppy one we do is usually two weeks but then she came back for a week remember because for boot camp yeah she came for a little boot camp a little adjuster so Emily just so I understand so your education you're trained on how to train animals, psychologically, physically. So you have an education. I guess I never realized that that was like something you could go to college and learn. Me neither. It's kind of tricky because some schools don't offer it as the whole degree. And so the way it worked with mine was it was like a pocket where it was like animal psychology isn't a full major, but it's like a yeah. it's like a sidetrack almost. So it was like filled with like five or six classes and we started with like primate psychology then move on to the animal and the behavior and all that stuff. I actually think you bring that up and that's a good point because I meet a lot of trainers who either did trained at a facility or like just did the book stuff, you know? And I'm just like, you really need both because after yeah. college, I worked under a mentor for a year straight in Chicago and he was amazing. And I was like, you need to work hands-on with so many dogs, you know? It's like yeah. every single dog <laughs> I have, I'm like, oh, there's something new. Oh, this is new. So yeah, they're all different. Yeah, they're all different. Wow. <laughs> Kelly, show her what you just got. Okay, so we have so many questions. Hold on, I have her in the other room. I gotta go get her. Oh, well, she so peed on my bed. I need help because I had her in here earlier and she peed on my bed. So I stuck her outside. So hold on. So Kelly's son just had has two dogs and they just had babies. So they're eight weeks old. I got to see them when they were just born a couple times. They're so sweet. So Kelly just got this dog two days ago. Oh, look at that. Look at that little CC, little caramel cream. Look at it. It's a um, golden Aussie doodle. <laughs> oh, cute. <laughs> she, is she, does she like to run around like a little crazy? Yeah, she, actually, she's pretty calm. But she's eight weeks. She's a baby, right? Yeah, she likes to bite things. She likes to pee everywhere, you know. <laughs> Puppy stuff. But she's cute. Yeah. Oh, she's, she's cute. cute. She's so cute. Oh. But she just peed on her bed. Yes. Well, she had to go. <laughs> I know. Yeah, she had to go. <laughs> uh, so I need some tips on how to potty train. All right, let's get into it. We got to talk about the first thing. I know most of you are going to hear. You know what I'm going to say. Do you have a little kennel for her? Yes. I sleep, I have her sleep in that at night. Oh, good for you. And then <laughs> when I leave, I put her in there. <gasps> That's great. Overnight is the number one thing you should do right away with puppies. And that is, I think it's the biggest mistake is right away. People are like, I want to sleep with my puppy. And it's just like, yes, we all want, we all want to sleep with yeah. the puppies next to us. 
but potty training, they literally need that. Okay. This is my downtime in my kennel. I don't pee in my kennel. And then as soon as you come out, oh yeah, I get to go pee. And they pick up on that pattern very quickly of don't pee in here, pee when I go outside, don't pee in here, go pee when I go outside. Cause no dog wants to pee where they sleep. Some will, but <laughs> most of the time they're gonna be like, this is, no, I don't like this. So yeah. Okay. You know what? One other thing to amp up because it's like you're doing everything right. One other thing I do is not just when you leave, but maybe if she's getting, what's her name? Um, right now it's Morgan, but we're changing it. it. It came the name Morgan, but I don't know. I might change it. I have only had her for two days. So sometimes if you, except she probably is doing great. But if you find that she's getting like antsy throughout the day or starts like being a little nippy or something, I do nap time where I just will put her in there for like an hour and then bring her back out and go pee again. Um, That just helps them learn that the kennel isn't just for you leaving either. It will help her just think, oh, the kennel's just in here. Like if I want to take a nap, if I want to take a nap. (laughs) Yeah, that makes sense. I guess the biggest thing I like to tell people about the kennel is making sure that it's never a punishment. So even if your dog, I don't, I don't do that. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, so, you know, if your dog pees on the floor, some people are like, well, I can't put him in his kennel. It's like, yes, you can just don't say no bad dog and put them in their kennel. But if you just scoop them yeah. up and put in their kennel, they're just going to be like, okay, nap time again. Like, you know? Yeah. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. So a lot of people do it wrong where they're like, no, go in your kennel. It's like, well, it's like the dog doesn't even register. They're just like, I peed because I'm a puppy. Oh, now I'm in my kennel. How often do you put take them out? Like, how do you get them to be in a habit of peeing outside? Yeah. Puppies, you know, and I always suggest when people get puppies is to make sure you're going to be home a lot in the beginning because back at home in Wisconsin, we've raised uh, golden retrievers. Most of my life, we've had golden retriever puppies. We actually just got another one. I wish I could like find a picture and show it to you guys. It's just like, you know, a little golden retriever Aww. puppy. They're so the I just, I just met him over Christmas and he's adorable, but he's so much sassier than my other golden. So my parents like, what's happening? And I was like, you got a different dude. You got a different golden. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he's a sassy. How do you let them, um, how often do you let them out? Yeah. Depending on their age, honestly, in the beginning, I say like at the latest every two hours, some people, but again, depends on your dog. The fact that you've already done some kettle training, she might be able to hold it longer. But I say in the beginning, every two hours, if you can, a general schedule is like, they're in the kennel, you take them out to pee, then they play for X, you know, however amount of time until they're basically tired out. You know, that's how puppies are. They do need a lot of sleep to grow and stuff. So it's kind of just like this kennel, pee, play, snuggle, all that stuff, then repeat. Some dogs pick it up really quickly. Like my golden retrievers usually are potty trained within like two, three weeks because we stick with that oh, strict wow. schedule. That's amazing. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> it, that is really, amazing. It, it's worth it. It's like being more strict in the beginning. I said, you know, quotes, it's not really strict. It's just a schedule for a dog because dogs learn yeah. by mm-hmm. patterns. The sooner you do that, though, then the sooner you can add more freedom. And so it's like less kennel time because they're not going to pee as quickly, more snuggle time. What about the pee pads? Because like when I, when we first got Ivy, she liked the pee pads and then she started eating them. But can you do the pee pads <laughs> and train outside? Because that's what Kelly was going to try to do. I would say no. <laughs> but okay, here's the thing. You can have pee pads if you if your dog is in like a pen. If you want them to play in a pen and put pee pads in, that's fine. But I would never train your dog to go on a pee pad in your house in a specific spot, if that makes sense. Like people say, oh, if you can't hold it, go to that spot in the corner. Because what's going to happen is they're never going to want to go outside. Because they're like, I just have this spot in the corner. I'm just going to go there. 
but I'm all for if you're putting your puppy in a pen so you can go do work put the pee pads in there because if they pee that's fine that's kind of like their space where they can do that but I always say and and again there are some clients I have where they live in like a high-rise in downtown LA and stuff and they can't get their puppy down to pee every two hours so I'm like okay that's different I am I'm in a condo so like it's hard to get out there, like especially if it's like last minute. Like I can't just like open the door and let her out, you know. So what about the grass patch on the deck? No, I think I think that's fine. I've trained a couple dogs like that before. Mm-hmm. It's more of the inside the house thing, where it's like if you train them on that spot on inside the house, they just might not ever want to go out. But I think that grass pad is totally fine. And again, if that's what you got going on, then you can totally designate a spot. But I just designate more of like a again like a pen area where it's like okay, here, go in there real quick versus like just on the floor. Does that make sense? I know it doesn't seem like much, but it's like in a barrier versus just in a random spot. Oh my goodness, Jill, I have to tell you, I love all this talk about <laughs> training your dogs. I'm trying to chain Tank to play these games with me. <laughs> Some of them he's not that interested in, I have to admit. But one game that I particularly like, it's Best Fiends, and I play it all the time on my phone. Oh, Best Fiends isn't for dogs, Holly. That's for people, <laughs> for grown-ups. I know. I can't teach. No wonder. <laughs> I can't teach Tank this game, but you know what? After trying to train him with those games and some tricks, I'm like, I need to, I need to break myself. So I play Best Fiends. You need a break. I need a break. And the Best Fiends is definitely the break I need. It's a mobile puzzle game that anyone can download and play. Whether you have a few minutes or a few hours, Best Fiends is the perfect puzzle game to lose yourself in. I love it. I love Best Fiends. It's fun. It's free to download. It's challenging. (laughs) It's mind challenging. What what level are you on? Well, don't tell anyone. I'm on level 13. It's not that That's far. pretty good. It sounds better than it is. It's not that great. I'm not saying this, Holly, to make you feel badly about yourself, but there are thousands of levels. <laughs> <laughs> You know, we've got a long way to go, but that's okay. <laughs> that's okay. I'm in it for the long haul. And the funny thing is they keep adding new characters and new puzzles, which are challenging. So they're added all the time, but we're not going to miss out on anything anytime soon. We got a ways to go. That's good. That's great. It's good for our minds. It keeps us busy. It's, it's like a whole community of people. Like I said, I see people like looking over my shoulder. I see people playing it at the DMV, at the post office. They have over 100 million downloads. So that's like a whole community of people playing Best Fiends. Someone out there might be playing and they might see us on there too. Well, I remember when we were working and recordings, watching the kids, lots of times Mm -hmm. we were on our phones playing games. (laughs) We know Melissa was always doing and encouraging us too. And let's let's be clear, Best Fiends is a game aimed at grownups, not for kids. So it's for us. So it's for grownups. How about that? Something for us for once on our phones. You could literally play all day long. Yeah. And you'll never get bored. No. If you have the time, I know we're in snow season. Snuggle up on the couch and play Best Fiends. Yep. It's so <laughs> satisfying to like lose track of time, get all cozy, and then I'm just on my phone playing Best Fiends. It's perfect. <laughs> perfect for a snowy afternoon. <laughs> Download Best Fiends free today on the App Store or Google Play. That's friends without the R. Best Fiends. So, so I have two Pomeranians. Yes, and I love I, me some Pommies. Oh my God, I'm obsessed. 
obsessed. That's the girl. Here's one. She's tiny. And she sits up like a squirrel. Well, because she has little funny arms. Anyway, so she goes outside, but my bigger palm, who's only, you know, seven pounds or eight pounds maybe, is pee pad trained. And I'll tell you what, it's fabulous because there are times when I'm not home to let them out and they have teeny little bladders. Do you not recommend and she loves to go outside and run she prefers to pee on a pad and it's great i roll them up throw them away put another one out and exactly and that's kind of what i say there are that's like the general rule and i'm talking about like for general people who are just getting a puppy for the first time it's like i wouldn't recommend right off the death doing yeah okay got it training but I have plenty of clients where it's like, hey, this works out for me. Or I have nurses who are gone like eight hours a day. It's like, okay, I understand that. No one can take them out. So there's always like outliers. And yeah, if it works for you, it works for you. And it was because if I were was gone all day and my husband's gone all day, there were times when we just couldn't get home to let them out. Who let the dogs out? Woof, 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 woof. <laughs> so this is my puppy tank. Oh, hey, look how cute he is. Hi, handsome devil dog. He got so big, Holly. He is so big. So Tank is a year now. Oh, my God. Listen to him. <laughs> I'm so laughing. Now. He's laughing. He's like, oh, I'm... He's laughing. He's like, I made it, Mom. I'm, I'm on TV. <sighs> Frenchies kill me. Frenchies just kill me. They're, They're so like goofy. They're so goofy. Yeah. Goofy. That's just... If you want a goofball, get a Frenchie. Um, oh, I love that. He has 1,001 toys. And we, he, we have a, a senior dog here to Sasha, who's about 12. He rather, like, destroy things that are not toys. Like, like I have my, like your my shoes. Boots on. Yes, like I have my uh, boots on right now. And that's why I keep reaching down while you see me, like, doing this. Because he's like, oh, let me just tear this apart. I'm like, stop. That's um, so funny. It is so funny. Like, he will play with his toys, but he intentionally, like, he will find stuff like that's not a toy, that's a box or like he'll destroy things or it's just, I don't know how to get him out of like play with your toys. And totally. Play with stuff. Totally. Like stuff. I mean, it's the okay. first thing I'm, I'm giggling because it's like, sounds like a bulldog. Like, bulldog. <laughs> I'm, I'm just going to eat that's in front of me. I'm going to grab the shoe. I'm going to get something. <laughs> like, it's just like, no, actually, interesting thing I learned actually a couple of years ago that this probably is what it is, is that when dogs, have all of their resources around them and open to them. Sometimes they just start like, okay, let's hear. I don't really care. There's no value to it. So then your shoe, it's like, oh, mom's shoe. She really likes that. She wears that. I want that. I don't see it that often. So what I, I do is I like take all the toys away. And basically I would take out one and just try to make it so much fun. Like play with the boy. Because Frenchies, they do like to play and tug and stuff. So finding like a toy or something that you can do with him, because that's a big thing. So some dogs, you just like throw them a toy. They'll be like, okay. But when it's with you, they're like, oh my God, this, like I'm bonding with my mom. I also get to play with the toy. This is awesome. And again, I know we don't all makes time sense. to- No, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And we don't have time to play with our dogs all day, every day. I know that. <laughs> um, <laughs> I do. <laughs> I changed my plans because of my dogs. I legit <laughs> say, I'm sorry, but I can't come because Ivy doesn't feel good. Like I was going to dinner the other night and she wasn't feeling good. She had an ear infection. I said, I, I have to not go. She doesn't want me. Hey, to you know there. what? I will. That's what I do to leave events early. I'm like, I got to go let out the dogs. The dogs have to eat. I'm so sorry. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Sometimes I'll like dip out a little. It's just, a good like, really tired. I get it. I get it. I got it. That's so funny. That's interesting about the toy, like taking everything away and just having one really special. It makes sense. He has so much. He's probably like, 
it's spoiled. sensory sensory overload. Yeah, yeah, he's overwhelmed. I mean, we we've done it with our children, right? Yeah. Give them everything. We want them to have everything, but that makes sense. They're like they're like little kids, right? Yeah. Little babies. They want what they can have. When I <laughs> when I leave the house, I always leave my door open because Ivy likes to lay in my bed. I always leave my pajamas and I fold them because she likes to drag them and lay on them. But she takes all my shoes out, not all of them, but even my heavy ones. And they're all down the hallway. They're all over my room, (laughs) but she doesn't chew them. She just redecorates. She redecorates. And I think she dislikes because they're mine. Maybe. Maybe it's the smell. She Mm -hmm. likes your smelly feet, Melissa. She likes my smelly feet. But it's not funny. Yeah, that is very funny. She might just be just like, yeah, I'm bored. I'm going to play a little game. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Matching all the pairs or something. I mean, sometimes they're all the way in Kenzie's room. And you know how her room's the whole way down the hallway. It's just so funny. Yeah, actually, a similar thing happened with my dog a few years ago. One of them, Casper, where I was just like, I feel like he's just bored all the time. And part of it was just he's a calm dog. But I talked to another uh, behaviorist and she was like, are all his toys out? I'm like, yeah. <laughs> she was like, yeah, I probably just doesn't really care about a lot of things right now and I was like oh okay we kind of switched things up and found things that I really like to do and some dogs and you know what else that's what I was going to add is besides toys you know finding a bone I'm sure sure your friends should probably like to chew on a bone you know what I call like I, I recommend like bully sticks deer antlers but deer antlers can sometimes if they're chewing on them too hard can kind of like crack their teeth it's rare oh. it's very rare because okay. they're actually a very good thing to chew for your dog for their teeth but it's the ones that are split I know this is very specific but they're split antlers those are more likely to cause like a thing on their tooth versus the whole antler but anyway bully bully sticks are great but those are some things where it's just like if your dog is chewing on something they shouldn't be like here's something better (laughs) wait a a bully b-u-l-l-y my dogs love them it's called bully sticks you know what those Um, are No, I don't. What are they? What are they? Are they penises? (laughs) I am not giving my little girl a penis. I'm sorry. She's too young. (laughs) What is it? Too young for that. She'll list it all. She'll list it. Maybe when she's 18, I'll give her one of those. What is it made of? Bull penis. For real. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. I don't even think I could buy one of those. That's so funny. I didn't know that. Never heard of that. Yeah. For the littles, there's also, they're called no hide rawhides. Uh-huh. So they don't have rawhide in them, but they yeah. look like rawhide. I have one. Um, yeah. I Holly's like, one. I got it. I already know. No, it's good because I want to know where to buy a good bully stick because there's so many types and I don't want to buy it the wrong kind. I know they're smelly. That's the one thing, but they like it. But you know what else? What about the cow ears? Because I used to get the pig ears Pig's for them. ears. Right? Yeah, I get pig no, ears. I like the cow ears because they're white. I know, because the other ones are brown and they're stinky, but the cow ears aren't. No, I think either are fine. I, I give my dogs pig ears too sometimes. Um, my big thing is just because the size of them, just make sure your dog isn't eating the whole thing at once. Like even with my dogs who are 60, 70 pounds, most of the time I only let them get through like 75%. Uh, yeah. yeah. Okay. I bought these little round rings that like, for them to chew on their like teething rings and it said to only let them eat like a quarter of it so yeah but that's wise because they'll go to the bathroom is it brown yeah it's brown it's a bully stick i bet i was is it? it might be a bully stick ring yeah i got it just at the pet store but she loves them 
It's a bully stick. She loves them. You know what I do is I give her that when I'm eating. And so she's not like begging me for food. I give her that and it occupies her while I eat. You're doing so good already. Like I'm trying. Because I want her to be well behaved. This isn't your first dog, right? You no, you know, I had one yeah. before, but I got Buddy when I had my three kids. They were ba- I had a a one, buddy. a two, and a three year old, and a puppy. So he didn't really get trained the but best. But he was the best so. dog. I mean, Buddy was yeah. the best dog. But um, Kelly, you know what I did? I don't know um, Emily about this, but when Boots was so bad in the beginning because he just wanted to bite everything because he's like, ah, ah. so we used to take one of those round Kongs. Kongs, is it? Yeah. Yeah. We put peanut butter in it and put aluminum foil and stuck it in the freezer. And we did two of them. And I would give it to him in the morning when he was really bad and he would chew it because it was frozen. Oh, yeah. You do that all the time. I do that oh. all the time with all the dogs that board and come in. It's a great thing to do. And it's also mentally tiring. So if your dog is rambunctious and stuff, because they have to think about it, that's a big thing, mental stimulation and, and doing oh. like food puzzles and all that stuff. That'll help calm your dog down because we, consi- we don't really take into consideration that dogs also need to be mentally exercised, not just physically. So no those are, yeah, so those are great. And, and do you recommend peanut butter in there or the stuff that you're supposed to buy to put in there? You can do peanut butter. I also do pumpkin. Pumpkin's really uh, good for dogs. Yeah, I heard pumpkin um, is good for dogs. Oh, yeah, pumpkin. I usually, I'm taking I notes. Just, yeah. <laughs> Heck yeah. Those are the two main ones I do. So I put pumpkin puree because I we watch Frank a lot. So Frank, we put pumpkin on his food. So now I put it on the other dogs. But I get the canned pumpkin puree at Trader Joe's because it's good for their bellies. And um, they love it. Wait, can we go back, Emily? So rawhide is not good. You don't recommend that for, for dogs. No. and Isn't that um, interesting? Yes. And okay. A little bit of sad story, but I should tell it because it involved my family. Yeah. Um, my yeah. family, my mom and dad, uh, stepdad gave my goldens rawhides like their whole lives. I do believe that is the reason that my youngest dog, my younger dog got stomach cancer and yeah. he, he ended up passing earlier this year um, so at five odd. years old. Um, wow. so I know he was young, so they shouldn't even make it then. I know it's not saying it is the cause. Yeah. And, you know, obviously my parents didn't know, not their fault. <laughs> and they know that it was just hard for yeah. everyone, but, but it absolutely can cause that. Like, cause it gets with the glue and, it, and if they eat too much of it and get stuck all up in there. Aww, I don't yeah. know. It's, it's, it's one of those things, you know, that, yeah, it does upset you too, because you see them all over Petco. It's like the first thing that's all of that's all yeah. the rawhide. Yeah. I'm like, you guys, it's not that hard to just switch over to the no hide. And, and they have a ton of it because I get it because they have big ones, they have little ones. I mean, how about milk bones? So what is a good other than the bully stick and the peanut butter? So um, for like a puppy or do you recommend rawhide or an older dog? Like my little palms have teeny little teeth. My little Lou can't chew anything. I don't give them. You don't? They can't chew them. Mm-mm. I know it's good for their teeth. Yes. There's a couple, uh, two that I'm thinking of for pommies because I have a couple of pommies. Is, we were talking about them earlier. I think, Holly, you know what ones I'm talking about. They're no hydra hides, but they're minis. They're little mini sticks. And for the Pomeranians, I will let them chew half of it and then take the other half back. And they're literally like, I know this can't really have a scale, but they're, they're very small. <laughs> okay. Um, 
I use greenies and you can get the teeny greenies and that'd be something that they'd eat like once a day and it's really good for their teeth. So they're good for them? You know what? I've, I've used them for my dogs since I can remember and my vet always says that my dogs have some of the best teeth ever. My dogs don't love them, the greenies. My buddy never I've tried liked it. them. Yeah, he, he never liked those. Yeah, and I know some dogs like that too. But so then those little ones and then... I'm writing what else I'm writing for puppies. <laughs> totally. Let me think of one other thing I would use for puppies. Oh, Himalayan shoes. Do you know what scares me though? What is that? They're Fish? they're beautiful. I mean, no, they're hard. They're hard. What? I know what you're gonna say, yeah. Boots had this much left. And he was he went uh, and I went, uh. I learned. Wait, I learned how to do the Heimlich maneuver on dogs. I watched all these YouTube videos ah. because I freak out and I literally, I went oh, and grabbed it and threw it away and we were not getting, they're just so hard. At a certain yeah. point, I just throw them away. When they get too low, I just yeah. like, uh, when it gets down yeah. to the last quarter, I'm like, oh, because <laughs> they will choke on, choke on it. No, so I do the same exact thing. So once it gets too small... <laughs> Where my, my, one of my dogs will literally take it and like start tossing it around. And I'm like, stop. And uh-huh. so I, I do throw them away once they get a little too small. Again, that can almost happen with any, technically can happen with like any chew, any bone that a dog has for sure. But Himalayan chews are definitely something where you'd want to like monitor them a little more. But exactly like you said, once it gets too small, I just like toss it because I don't want to deal with that. <laughs> but the, those little fake rawhide ones are really good because again, they can totally digest them. Okay. And you can, if you want to take half of it away, you can. And bully sticks too. And you can get small bully sticks. Trust me, you can totally, or the little circles, like you said, you can get those. The circle ones are nice because they can like, it's kind of a game. Well, you know what them. I find with the, the round ones is they can hold them better. Yep. With their little paws. Like they kind of put, she puts her little paws yeah. through it and it like holds it in her mouth. The, the sticks, she, they, like she drops, she keeps dropping them and stuff. I've, yeah. I've seen dogs like try to like, they can try to get a yeah. hold of it. They're so slippery. <laughs> yeah. So she has an easier time holding the little round ones. Our doggies are smart. They know when we're involved (laughs) in something and they need our attention, they're little brats. Just like children, they are so smart. You know what else is really good? I mean, I know we've been talking a lot about dogs and training, but we have to remember a lot of kids are going back to school right about now and huge transition. Mm -hmm. And my niece last year, remember I told you she used mathnasium. Oh, right. Yes. She is such a smart cookie. She really is. She has like a 4.0. But even she found that there were gaps in her math understanding from last year. How could there not be? Exactly. From with COVID and being on and off and remote and online learning and oh my goodness I mean my heart went out for these kids and in faculty too it's hard to learn like that especially math because math builds right if you miss a link you have to go back and figure it out learn it before you move forward you know that we all know absolutely that. that's where mathnasium comes in exactly you have to have a strong foundation and because it scaffolds it builds on one another and so she did mathnasium last year and she has said it has been such a treat. Like it really has helped her. She does it one-on-one. So you can go into the center or you can do it one-on-one online. And she really likes her teacher. And you know, that makes all the difference if you like the person who's teaching you. Yeah. 
And sometimes it's nice to get out of your classroom or if the kids are at home, homeschool, and get somewhere else or have someone other than your teacher you see every day to help you learn. Exactly. Because you know what it is? Sometimes you just need to hear it from a different perspective, someone different teaching that information or explaining it. And like, oh, now I get it. Just because of the way that they might explain it or approach it or the language they might use, it might just click all of a sudden. But she's been very happy with Mathnasium. So they really are the authority on math education. It's all they teach and they're experts at it. And do you know, several years ago, it's when Kendall started high school, we had a Mathnasium location right here in Murraysville. And she went there and loved it. Exactly, exactly. I think from both of our experiences, we both can really give personal testimony that how effective it is. And studies show that kids who have gotten behind in math because of the pandemic can, you know, they really want to stay on top of it. And that doesn't happen with all kids if you can't provide them with the resources. But Mathnasium allows that to happen. Sometimes parents are like, I think something's wrong. I think something's not right. You know, studies show that kids have gotten behind. So trust your gut. If you can, use the Mathnasium as a resource because it's available and there's probably a center really close to you. Chances are there's a Mathnasium near you. There are over a thousand of them across the country. And if there isn't a Mathnasium near you or it's difficult for you to get your child there, you can learn in a center online. Every child is assessed individually. Mathnasium uses customized learning plans to give them exactly what they need along the way. So if your child's a little bit behind in math, Mathnasium will bridge the gap. And if they need to move at a faster pace and be challenged, my niece had that experience, but she also had some areas that were a little fuzzy too. Mathnasium will step on the gas and raise the level of work. Right. So they respond to each individual child's needs. And the needs might be different depending on the subject or the concept that they're studying in math at the moment. So Mm -hmm. someone might be great at fractions, but there might be another kind of theory that they're a little shaky on. So they adapt according to their needs. And you know, I listen, I can relate to this. Sometimes the kids would come home and need help and I wasn't great at math. So Mathnasium would be great for a student who maybe just needs help with their homework. Whether you're looking to get your kids back on track or want to ensure they're staying ahead with their math studies, find a center near you at mathnasium.com and contact them for a free in-center or online consultation. What do you do after like two dogs that hang out a lot upstairs and they fight over the same toy, even though we have multiple versions of the same toy? Do we just like let them go and it's like animal kingdom or do we try to intervene? (laughs) See, who's the boss there, Holly? Yeah. That's a good question. That's usually my thing. I'm like, they'll figure it out. No, that is actually a very good question because there's a lot of people that don't, you you reach a boundary where it's like, okay, this is going into dangerous territory versus like they just play rough. My dog, Casper, he, it sounds like he's trying to attack another dog, but he's just so vocal. And so he gets well with dogs who are also very vocal and play really hard. But I would say if it's like a full on scruffle going on, I would definitely do something mainly because what's going to happen is those scruffles are going to get worse. But again, you know, your dog better than me. So otherwise, one thing I like to do with two dogs, obviously this is more than just a one-time conversation to teach this, but teaching like this 
place or bed command, basically teaching them to just turn off a switch. So an example would be you have your two dogs playing. And so my dog, I would say, Casper, place or Casper, go to your bed. And so that would be like, okay, you're going to take time out. Like if they, the playing was escalating too much, I'd be like, okay, now you go take a five minute time out. Maybe I'll tell the other dog, hey, you go lay down for a little bit. And then I'll let them go again in like five, 10 minutes assuming they're like still not like <laughs> like ready to go you know just give them that calmness because what dogs do is their adrenaline just keeps going 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 until you say okay let's take a break because they're dogs <laughs> <laughs> or they're gonna or they're gonna tire themselves out eventually but some dogs mm-hmm. can go forever yeah just kind of but uh, yeah kind of like what you said kind of you being the boss of like okay this is too much cut it out thank you very much you know <laughs> just separate um, them then when you separate them or get them to go to their place or their bed or follow a command do you give them a treat like how do you reward them for learning if you go do this i'll give you a treat or whatever absolutely so i would tell them you know you go down lay down say they both lay down i'm gonna give them a minute to like settle into it so because sometimes we'll just be like okay i'm here as soon as my rewards me i'm gonna pop back pop back up and go right so I'm just waiting for like this kind of like moment where they just kind of like, you know what I'm saying? Like, they're not just like yeah. waiting. They're just like, okay, let me take a moment. And they'll be like, good, treat, treat. Maybe I'll give them a bone. Like, you know, maybe completely separate them and be like, okay, now you guys are going to chew bones for the next 30 minutes or whatever, you know? So that'd be reward. Totally. Or you can do affection. Like my dog Casper prefers affection. So I'll go over there and I'll give him some belly rubs and be like, good boy. And then like still stay there though. Cause sometimes again, you'll give them the belly rubs and be like, oh yay, mom wants me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'll be like, no, you stay there and I'll keep giving you the belly rub. I'm always rewarding like very like calm, good behavior. But again, I'm still a dog mom where I come home and if they're, I'll be like, hey babe, I missed you. You know, um, not saying yeah. you can't do that, but in those moments <laughs> where everything's like hyper and everything, it's like, make it a calm moment. Well, I have to, I mean, Boots is the most affectionate dog I've ever had, like been around. I mean, he would, he'll French kiss me for an hour. Well, I'm just not joking. I mean, ah. he just, you know, like he will literally, when he sees me, he sits on my lap and he hug, puts his arms around me. And oh, it's and so you funny. French kiss him for an hour. Well, I don't. Does Greg kiss him. know about this? <laughs> Greg, Greg just does. We maybe better not have Greg listen to this podcast because he's oh. going to be jealous. No, but he just goes. Blah, 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 blah. But no, he just kisses me. It kisses me. It kisses me. And you know, he's just a really lovable dog. You know, well, I mean, so much what what Kelly was sorry. What Melissa is saying. Is there such a thing as an introvert dog and an extrovert dog? Can dogs have like different kind of personalities like that, like people? Oh yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah. My my two dogs are a great example of that. Casper would rather sleep inside all day and then just play play with his ball in the yard. Donnie is like, I want to oh, be outside God. all day every day. I want to walk. Donnie's my pit bull. I just adopted a year ago. As in Wahlberg. Is he, is he a Wahlberg? <laughs> I knew it. Donnie Wahlberg. I, and I didn't name him that, but that's how he came from the rescue. And, but I liked his name because specifically from, from the scene in Bridesmaids where she goes, right, Don, Don. And it's like, they're in the jewelry <laughs> store. I don't know if you guys are but oh, so now yes, I call it. Yes. <laughs> like, why do you be more like Kalua? Oh, Don, Don. <laughs> so I call him Sir Don Don all the time. That's so I was like, I have to keep that name because I like that part. Oh, um, love but, it. So, so he loves to be outside all the freaking time, and he's just like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But Donnie also isn't really a fan of. Eh, I shouldn't say he's not a fan of people, but he's very like soft when it comes to people. He's like, 
okay, you can pet me. While Casper's like, I'm going to go up to you and you're going to be my best friend. You're going to pet me. He goes yeah. up and sits on people's feet who he doesn't know. And I'm yeah. like, dude, <laughs> like, he's like, hey, you're going to pet me now. Thank you. And I'm just See, like, I love that. And looks at him. I, people think it's hilarious. <laughs> Obviously, don't let him do it strange, but people are like, yes. They get so excited. <laughs> That's so cute. So yes, there are some dogs and some dogs prefer people. Some prefer other dogs. So when I, I work in rescue and I help adopt out dogs, some I'm like, this dog needs another dog in their family or this dog shouldn't be around kids because he freaks out around kids. Yeah, they can be very particular. You know, again, I say every dog is different. That's a good even question, from this, Yeah. Well, how about how about my little dogs who literally are tiny are so territorial. They hate the mailman, they hate the UPS, they hate <laughs> FedEx. They're like I mean, five like, pounds think that they're gonna attack somebody. <laughs> and they bark their heads off. It's so bad. It's such bad behavior. But they're kind, sweet. You know, Melissa, once you're here, how you were over the other you know, they'll lay at your feet and they roll over and they but until you enter the house and they realize, okay, it's okay for these people to be here, they settle down. Until then, they, they've never bit a soul because no one can get close to them, but they act like they're going to bite your hand off. I actually hate that, though, because I, I now, be will is, bite is your hand way, off. <laughs> is there a way to get your dogs to stop barking or to... Because I live in a condo, so I have yeah. neighbors, so I, I kind of want to have it not bark. If I, I mean, yeah. I'm sure it'll bark sometimes, but to keep the barking to a minimum. Yeah, there's a couple of things. Because again, there's we got to get into like the root of the psychology of it and why they do it kind of thing. And so the, mm. basically what you're saying, they're doing it because they're like, this is my house. This is my mom. Don't come in here. Then when they come in, they're like, oh, then they're kind of just like, oh, yeah, I'm actually not that powerful. I'm just Pomeranian. Like, <laughs> there's like, yeah. okay, I'm not going to yeah. do anything about it. This is kind of where I say like play, the place or bed command is actually a very powerful thing because what you do. So my dog Casper will let out a bark or two. And I let him do that because I want, if there's someone outside my house, yeah. I want to know. But he's yeah. learned now that after two, no more. You should just be quiet. So if he doesn't though, I'll say Casper, go to your bed and he'll go to his bed. And so what that's saying is I'm now advocating for him saying, you don't need to worry about this. I got this for you. It's okay. And believe it or not, your Pomeranians can learn this too. Cause I actually have one peanut. He's um, one of my clients. He's been my client for a long time. Caroline will love me talking about him because he was just a total mess barking at everyone, everything. Yeah. And so she's still, we still, she still has to work on it a little bit with him because he's also still young. He's one and a half. So he's still like, yeah. Oh, yeah that's um, but now they really work on place work and that when someone knocks on the door, he stays in his place. He doesn't rush the door okay. and all that stuff. And he's become more calm. He's not perfect yet, but he's become more calm. Some And something that'll help with that is, it sounds so simple, but it works is having a leash on your dog inside. Like just being able oh, to really? be like, when they start barking, be like, okay, now we're going to go over here. Da, 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 go to your place. That yeah. works with Ivy. You, yes. That's what, how we started with Ivy doing that. Dogs, you know, dogs don't speak English. So the more we're just like, hey, stop, stop, stop barking, go over to your bed. They're sitting here like, okay, bye. Like, what are you? I see your mouth moving, but I don't know what you're saying. <laughs> that's that's interesting. And then when you have the leash to reinforce it, like, no, this is what I'm saying. I'm saying, come over here. They're like, oh, got it. And then that's how they kind of pair the word with the action. That's fascinating. Okay. I never yeah. thought of yeah. that. I'm wow. thinking they can understand everything I'm telling them because I'm telling them all my problems. 
Oh yeah. my thoughts. <laughs> it's like my they're just looking at you like this woman is crazy. Her mouth never stops moving. <laughs> pretty much, they're Kelly, just pretty much. They're sitting there like treat. Are you treat? Am I getting yeah. a treat? Is that what you're? <laughs> That's so interesting. <laughs> like fascinating. Yeah. What's funny is when they're barking, I try to pick them up, and they don't even let me. Be- they like run from me. You mm-hmm. really can't. They're they're bad like that. They're Someone so- told me to get a pop can and put like pennies in it and whenever they bark to shake it and that they didn't like that so they would stop barking so i was gonna say some dogs are just naturally more vocal than others right so even if you do that they might still bark from their spot so i use and then i use yes they're placed and i use this thing called pet corrector and it's literally just a a can of air it's just pressurized air you just spray the sound and not at their face just literally to spray it around them because all it's supposed to do is snap them out of it. They're going to be like, what? Yeah. And then you say, and then you say either don't bark or you say, go to your place. And again, it, your dog won't be terrified of it. I've done it to small dogs, big dogs. I've done it to puppies. There, it's just that moment of, oh my God, what was that? Mm-hmm. Okay. I don't really care for that noise. Okay. Maybe I won't bark as much. It's, you know, it's, okay. we have to teach dogs yes and no, even though we don't like to tell our dogs no. I get it. But because some dogs... It seems like all I've been doing for the past two days is saying no. 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 In the beginning, it's so much better to start those boundaries early because dogs, some dogs, a lot of dogs are opportunists where it's just like, you're just saying my name. You haven't said no. So I'm going to keep barking until you teach them. It's like, no, you can't do that. And they're like, okay, fine. <laughs> I'll go. But then once they learn that they can't do that, they're going to make better choices. So it's like, oh yeah, I'm not supposed to bark. I'm going to go to my place bed instead because that's where I get my treat. So it's all of this, right? You do the, don't do this, but do this because that's where you get rewarded. But if they don't know what they're not supposed to do, they're just going to keep doing whatever the heck they think. Well, it's funny. That makes sense. They're very smart, right? Ivy, I I tell her home base. I'm like, go to home base. And she goes and she'll like run to her 12 beds she has, you know, because I have them all over the house. She just jumps in it and goes, but she still gets. Ugh. So that pet corrector will help Kelly train her dog not to bark so much in the condos. Absolutely yeah. should. I've and I've used it. Um, last dog, one of the last dogs I did that with in a condo. His name was Teddy. He was like a little multi poo. That was his big thing too. He would sit on his place and then he just look at the door. He just like wait for a noise and he'd bark. So she uses pet corrector and, and now so. You shouldn't have to use it a lot. It should be one or two times and then they understand what that is. And then it's one oh. of those things where you can just like raise it and be like, I have the pet corrector. And they'll be like, oh, can, you, you, can you use that for other things to you other than the barking? Just if you don't want it to do other things. Yeah. yeah. So there are a couple, there are main few things that I use it for. Barking, digging, if your dogs dig. Just r- and oh, the biggest thing is you have to do it while they're doing it, right? While they're oh. barking, while they're digging. Otherwise because dogs live in the present moment. If he's sitting there and you spray him, he's gonna be like, what? <laughs> like, what did I do? So it has to be in the moment. So barking, digging, mm. any type of like counter surfing, you know, or trying to get up on stuff. If, if you're not right near them, we say like, please get off the counter kind of thing. <laughs> then I would be like noise and then be like, oh, my bad. I think those are the three main things I'd use that for. But it's also the follow through. Remember, you can't just say no, because there's me like, okay. But now what? (laughs) Then follow through something else. Something it can be simple of like just come here and sit and give them a treat. It doesn't always have to be go to your bed every time. Just like just don't do that. Do something better. (laughs) I always found this hard putting a dog on a leash for the first time. You know, you kind of feel like you have to drag them. Like 
Yeah, she don't like to walk too much. I'm like, come on. She just sits there and looks at me. I'm like, like I behaved at first too, but now when I get the leash, she like jumps and jumps and jumps and jumps because yeah. she loves it. She's getting better. I use for puppies and small dogs. I use one tool. It's the slip lead. Have you guys mm-hmm. heard of the slip lead? Mm-hmm. I'm gonna get. It. I'm just gonna say it looks like a noose. It's not. It's literally just a rope that it teaches them like this leash pressure thing. And what that is is that because dogs move with their necks their head is first we move with our bodies they move all with their heads so if we're not directing their head they're gonna be there's gonna full force go through things so it's just teaching them i know i'm using this over video because you guys will be able to see it so it's kind of just teaching like when the pressure goes on it's like that's when you follow me and then they start following you and then the pressure turns off okay it's teaching them like this is the direction this is the direction to go so no harness not a harness no, and you know what? No. Some harnesses for really small dogs, they'll work. But if, if the small yeah. dog is either trying to drag behind or pull forward, at that point, you're going to want to switch to slip lead because then they're just, they're just using their body against you at that point. Yeah. <laughs> she had me get that for Ivy and it really worked. But now she's on, a, she's on a harness now. Yeah. And again, yeah. And so that's the thing. So some people, you can do whatever you want, however your dog responds to things. Some people stay on slip leads forever. Some people switch back to harnesses. Oh. My pit bull, he's on a prong collar because he's 95 pounds. He doesn't really pull, but he's 90 pounds. So it's like, yeah. if he does choose to pull and go smell something, I don't want my arm to get ripped off. You're you're taking a face plant. <laughs> yeah, literally, yes. He's he's almost done at once. Um, just trying to go say hi to someone. I was looking the other way and I was like, okay. <laughs> yeah, but I think a slip lead is a really great like universal tool. And I have them inside my house too. If I, again, if I have a new dog in, I'm just like, I need you to, follow me around the house or something i'll just put them on a slip lead and put the other part on my hand and they'll just follow me around the house does your pit bull play with the new puppies that come in he sometimes does he actually loves he loves young dogs he loves dogs it's actually really cute he doesn't play with all of them um because he's also very big so if they're very small like you know i don't want him to whack them on it i love that he really likes other dogs. Yeah. He's had some just instance with like random men, but you know, like on the street, but they were like either carrying, but like a lot of things, dog, a lot of dogs will freak out about like if they're holding boxes or have like big gear on, but he's a great oh, that's dog. Interesting. Great dog. Interesting. He was, yeah, he, we rescued him the day he was supposed to be euthanized. <gasps> oh, oh, thank God. Wow. <laughs> that's a great story. He was he was self harming in the kennel by rubbing his nose against the kennel. So they thought that was a reason. I know they thought that was a reason to euthanize him. And then um, the rescue grabbed him. Real good rescue. Shout out. Um, And they brought him to me. And I I worked with him for like two months. And then I was like, this dog needs to stay here. I was like, this dog is mine. I don't. I just didn't. You know, with all he's been through, I was like, I he needs he needs me kind of thing. You know, you saved his life, Emily. You gave him a good life. I love that story. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Thank you. I'm obsessed with him so much. I love him so much. <laughs> what is the name of where you got him from? So, well, yeah, they pulled him from the shelter, but Real Good Rescue was the one who pulled him initially out of there. So you recommend that, great. Real Good Rescue. That's great. Real Good Rescue. And I will also shout out Mutt Scouts. I fostered over 20 dogs with Mutt Scouts and there's the most amazing group of women. Oh, it's I all women, it. which I love. Same with oh. Real Good all women and they're both great. So yeah. I did have a question. Um, it's interesting because I have two, well, we saw Tank who's um, the youngest, but it's this whole idea. We rescued a senior dog. She was about 10 years old and which, and she was traumatized. We didn't really know the backstory, which was really interesting that she would have a 10 year old dog in a 
rescue shelter anyway. We have another dog, dog downstairs who's a Yorkie. And it's this whole idea of who's 10. Is it true that you can't teach an old dog new tricks? Is it possible to train an older dog? Yes That's or no? That's a good question. It absolutely is. And I always say it just depends on their, their medical health. Like when the, when the hearing starts to go, the sight starts to go, that's okay. kind of when I say, let's not do this. I okay. had a ten, I had a 10-year-old client last year and we taught him to walk better on the leash because he used to just bark and stuff. So definitely, I always say until they like physically can't. Okay. Yeah, I think, yeah. I've, I've that's dogs good. Seven to 10. I don't get that much over 10 or 11, though. I love that your dogs are your clients. <laughs> I know. That's yeah. so great. That yeah. is so cool. You're so great. <laughs> okay, so that's good. I wish you lived locally, Emily. Oh, oh we're, I'm know. in Pennsylvania. I'm in Florida. And Kelly's in Florida. I think we could, we'd all have you at our houses. Absolutely. What a great business. A big goal of mine is to actually start traveling and training and doing like seminars in different cities so eventually we could talk for hours we could do you think do you recommend doing dog like to socialization like like when they do like puppy camps and dog training in groups or individually you know what i if you're gonna do it in groups go do a reputable trainer meaning i don't recommend like the petco the pet smart and i'll tell you because 95 percent of my clients (laughs) come from those and they're like it was awful and I mean, whatever, no diss to them, but I mean, no, no, no. Okay. I mean, kind of, kind of though. <laughs> but, going with, yeah. okay. but so, so anyone that's like a trainer or a training facility kind of thing, like not like a super big chain, you know what I'm saying? Then that would be when I do group because they know how to properly socialize, properly separate. They don't just let them go wild for an hour, you know? <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I think both can be great. Individual is great when you have some serious goals. Like my individual client, you know, the ones who do privates, it's like, we need to do this, 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 or I want an overall super great dog versus group classes. Like I want to fix things here and there. I want to socialize, et cetera. It's like more chill that way. Got it. So, yeah. Thank you. <laughs> well, thank you so much for coming. I knew yes. that the ladies would love you because you have such a good, you're just, I mean, you love dogs like we do because we're all dog lovers, but you have a really good aura and you're just, your attitude and. Um, oh, thank you. Thank you. It was so awesome. Thanks. I'm going to come meet yes. you with my dogs. I know. <laughs> Let's do it. I know. <laughs> so nice. Thank you for joining us for another episode of Because Mom Said So. Make sure to listen and subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you find your podcasts. You can ask us questions or suggest topics by sending us an email at becausemomsaidso4 at gmail.com and follow us on Because Mom Said So 4 on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Tune in next week because I'm a mom and because mom said so.